Alright. <laughs> whoa, hey, whoa. How are you guys doing? Oh. Welcome to welcome to Tangents. This is a graphic design and illustration podcast, man. We talk about all things uh yeah, well, anything and everything, I guess, you know. Some of it's design related and illustration and uh, I, I interview all my buddies, right? All my design buddies living in uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul here. The Twin Cities, if you will. I'm, uh, I'm pretty, this is my little monologue here where I just talk about, you know, how my day's going. I, I, I don't want to spend too much time, so I'm not going to tell you how my day's going. <laughs> no, it's good, man, but, uh, I'm, I'm stoked out of my mind. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about, uh, my buddy on the show today, so I just want to, you know, I had to edit, uh, I, I record the conversation first, right, and then I kind of record this beginning and, and then the end and clo- conclusion, the credits or whatever is afterwards, right, you know, so I can, as, as our buddy Alex says, glean something from it, but uh, I had to edit it down a little, you know, N- not much, there wasn't much at all. I, I, I cut down like two minutes, you know, of uh, indigestion or whatever. But like, uh, <laughs> you, you'll, you'll understand more about that later. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, you know, kill your darlings. That's a phrase. Are you guys familiar with that? All right. I've told people that at times. And some people are like, it's a pretty common phrase. Uh, some people are like, why? You're pretty morbid, Corey. Why are you telling me to kill people? You know, it's not, it's a... It's an aphorism, man. Kill your darlings is just meant to get rid of the fat, right? You know, it, the people in journalism use the phrase, you know, and it's just based on that idea that if you can, it will simplify, you know, if you can tell a story in two senses rather than four, fucking do two sentences, right? You know, it's like that shit, you know, everybody has ADHD online these days. There's a there's a Corey Loven original aphorism for you. You know, put that in your pocket. True story. All right. Okay. All right. There you go. Well, hope you guys are, you know, having a good day and all that. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, uh, on our, our guest on the show today, Kentucky's own Alex Gringling, man. Uh, what a dude. What a dude. He's my buddy. My new buddy, right? And my... You know, we both live in Minneapolis now again, and we talk about design and illustration and Google and cats and mountains, a little indigestion in there, some Metal Gear Solid and process and streaming videos and all that shit. And I'm, you know, I'm already saying too much, man. So let's, uh, let's go, let's go talk with the Alex here. All right, we'll, we'll see you. I just remembered I need to walk to my backpack and get get my get my notebook. Gosh damn it. Maybe we can stop it. I'm not stopping it. Alright, don't stop it. You just, just go. Talking. I'll just wait. Oh your backpack's are I thought it was upstairs. That's not so bad. I know this is scrappy, you guys. I'm sorry. I just in case, you know, I wrote some stuff down here on my little 
field notes here, and uh, and there we go. Well, this is good. Sorry about that. I, oh, man. He like, wants scrappy. I, if you want scrappy, you watch my stream, because that's like that. I've seen it, man. I've seen your stream. Dude, it, dude, it was great, man. I, I can't remember. Well, yeah, let's talk about that. How did you get into the... the, the, the what is Twitch, man? So... So Twitch is, it's like a, it's a platform, and up until I guess like recently, like the past like six months or so, like it was used for people to stream games that they're playing. Right, right. And I kind of used it like that, like occasionally. Yeah. But then they launched their like creative thing, and so the the creative channel, like they did like a 24 hour marathon of like Bob Ross painting to like launch it. And like, they just played episodes back to back. Just like a syndication. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Okay. And, um, wow. And so like from that, like I'm, I'm obsessed with process, like how things are made. Oh yeah. And yeah, man. Like I've always been really interested in trying to figure out how to share my process, like Mm -hmm. as effectively as possible. And, like I've tried writing blog posts that go through sketches to like final the final piece and all of this, but yeah, like I feel like so much of design is like in those moments where you're like working where you you have your sketch and you start working in the computer, yeah, and it's like oh it looks okay as a square. Like what if it was a triangle? Like what if it was a circle? Like it's like all of those moments are like what make up the bigger picture that you oh, end yeah. up with. Totally. And so I thought, like, well, instead of, like, writing blog posts and stuff, which I feel like never really got the job done, like, I would just yeah. stream myself making things. And, like, yeah, sometimes dude. it doesn't work out at all. Yeah. Which is great because that's how it works sometimes. Like, it's not always, you know. I, how do things not work out sometimes? Oh, sometimes the things that I make are just bad. Oh, you just don't like, <laughs> like, like the end product? Yeah, kind of like, thing. I've I've made a couple that I just wasn't happy with. And yeah. I think that those were... Those are largely my fault for not prepping enough before the stream, not doing enough sketches, or sure. it was me getting cocky and being like, well, "I can do this; it's no problem." I'm surprised that you kind of. So you don't even have the. You just have sketches before you do a stream on like Twitch or something, yeah. right? For like an illustration or a GIF, yeah, or or pixel art or something like that. You, you, so you don't even have like a finalized kind of version. No. And just we, kind of flip. It. I guess it is. I guess that's the whole point of it, right? Is just showing like from beginning to end, point A to point B. Yeah, you know? as best I can. And yeah, like, yeah. Sometimes you know those are like little, you know, like hour and a half, two hour illustrations. Sometimes they like span out multiple episodes. So yeah. Um. So you know it'll be. I, I think the longest, like I did like a four hour stream one day. That really? Was, that was, and that was part of a larger thing because I was making like a poster, you know, and like a poster okay. is like so much more involved than just a little illustration, you know, yeah, that's just man. for fun. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I like, I feel like I want my stream to exist like as an antithesis to like, like the dribble idea of design like people post like really refined sketches and then they're like and here's the final product Mm -hmm. and it looks just like the sketch like so much so that it's like obvious that they did the thing and then sketch the final product exactly and like that's like such a misrepresentation of the design process like totally it and i i guess like instead of like getting pissed and writing like a medium article about it i was like 
fuck it. Yeah. I'll just make a stream. Like that. For sure. That is my response to that. Sure. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how the stream came about. All right. Yeah. How long have you been doing this streaming? Oh. Streaming of your I, creative arts. I feel like I started it in November. Okay. Maybe? Yeah. So, so it's recently. Yeah. It's like relatively recent. fresh. Okay. Yeah, man. Do it like three times a week. So. That's rad. Yeah. It's good. It's. Yeah. It's it's tough sometimes. It's yeah. it's tough just to find the time to do it, just in between client projects and totally. stuff like that. But but I, it's rewarding, like super rewarding. I so. think that's one thing that I appreciate, man, about seeing process like that. Is kind of knowing that like every project you do isn't going to be great. And that's frustrating yeah. for like me <laughs> as the and us as the artists and designers and illustrators or whatever, but like I think it's good to it, it just for people to be exposed to that, man. You know? Yeah. You know, I think Chip Kidd says that shit too, where he's like, "Well, just because I do a book cover of yours doesn't mean it's gonna it's gonna sell." You know? <laughs> right. You know? And yeah. sometimes they turn out great, and then sometimes it's just like, eh, you know, it was a fucking paycheck or whatever. You know? And like, <laughs> right. But as as long as we can keep on, yeah, surviving off the shit that we love to do, you know, I think yeah. that's the end goal, it- man. Yeah, I think so. I think, but it's some... di- it's difficult as the artist because you want every project to be good. You want every project to be fucking great. So then you're like, right. yeah. But I think you we're probably really hard on ourselves too. Oh like yeah, a lot of people are. That is just like, oh man, that one didn't turn out as good, and, you know. And then it's like, but there could be other people that were watching the videos and stream and saw the end product, and and it could be one of their favorite projects of yours too. It could be like, and I. And I hope that people glean as much from, like, my failures on stream, you know, as anything else. Like, you know, people are like, oh, it's nice to see that, like, Alex makes his stuff the same way I do and runs into the same frustrations. And, (laughs) like, (laughs) and I I feel like there's just, uh, I don't know, like, not a lot of, like, honest communication about that that part of the process in our industry. So I, I feel like it's good. Like, it it kind of demystifies it. Like, you know, it's like when you are, when just represented by your work, people can like form their own idea of you. But when you are streaming three times a week and accidentally like rubbing orange juice in your eye and like, (laughs) you know, like, like just being an idiot. (laughs) Like it kind of like demystifies it a little bit. I think that's good. Like I, so Yeah. Yeah. It's human. It is. Just like me going and forgetting my freaking field notes, you know, <laughs> in my bag. And then the entire time you were like talking and then I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I was Just like, waiting for that moment. Well, now then I, I was like, oh, I forgot the field notes. Should I get the field notes? Should I get the field notes? You know, or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, man. All right. Well, how did we meet, dude? How the hell did we meet? I think it was probably Raygun52. It was. So... Yeah, so Raygun 52 was... Yeah, tell me when, about that project. When did I do that project? That was in, like, 2011. Yeah, it was, it was a while ago. 2010, maybe? I don't... At least. Yeah, and that was... was around then? What's that? It was around then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a project that I did... Uh, so, let's see. What did I do? I have to remember. So, 52 artists. The thing was, yeah. like, 52 artists over 52 weeks with 52 Rayguns. So, yeah. the, the idea was... Like, I had had a hard time 
it's good to get into the reasons why I made Raygun. So yeah. I made it because I'd had a hard time keeping a consistent blog. And oh. so, and like I was relatively new in Minneapolis, didn't know a whole lot of people, like wanted to reach out in the industry and get to know more people. And yeah. so Raygun 52 was a thing where over the course of a year, 52 people just yeah. made a ray gun. You being one of those 52. I, I was one of them. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. um, and just to see different people's interpretation on the same theme. And because I really like sci-fi yeah. shit and everything. And like, totally. I wanted to see more ray guns because ray guns are cool. Like, Hell yeah, man. And, um, and so I did that as kind of a way to develop a habit. Yeah. Of like updating a blog regularly, which right. then transferred like after that, I was able to maintain like a, consistent personal blog of work and stuff like that sure and i met a lot of people like yeah you. man even though we didn't meet in real life we met I, over the internet i think that was it like twitter or whatever man yeah 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 i don't even think instagram was around then so i think we were just like and i don't even use twitter that much anymore but yeah. like i love like around that time i used it quite a bit and, yeah. and and i found like just cool like yeah people like you and me and just like other buddies designers illustrators that i was just exposed to yeah and their work through like twitter i think that was one of the, gr the best things about it for me you know even though i i, I tend to use instagram more now just because it's more visual see i don't even have an instagram account. really i'm like such an old man well i oh, have dude. one but i've never done anything with it yeah no <laughs> i think i'm i think we're friends or i'm following you yeah i Oh man, I I I saw a girl once. I yeah. shouldn't say her name in case she's listening. No, 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 no. Or maybe, or should I? Uh, okay, okay, okay. No, it was me and my buddy Marco. We ended up going to Aaron Aaron Grant's uh, little birthday party. Yeah. Where the hell was it? Grumpy's downtown okay. Minneapolis, right? Yeah. And I like went there and I saw a girl and she looked really familiar, you know. So I like went up to her and I was like, "Hey!" And I was like. You look familiar. And then I was like, the next sentence that's coming out of my mouth is going to sound stupid. But I think I follow you on Instagram. You know, it was something like that. <laughs> sure, you know? yeah. There was a lot of those. Like, for a while, I didn't go by my name on Twitter. Like, I went by Gravity like Bomb. Oh, like, yeah. I remember yeah. Gravity and Bomb, And so I would, man. like, meet people, and I'd be like, <laughs> I'm Gra I'm Alex Grimling. And, like, there would be, like, a blank thing, and I'm like, oh, I'm Gravity Bomb. And then, then you know, recognition. But it was like, yeah, I got dude. tired of saying, like, oh, I'm Gravity Bomb. Like, I'm, like, some, like, shitty street artist. Like, <laughs> dude, I like that. I, I mean, I like that. Yeah, yeah. There is something about the marketing ploy of it. Of yeah. just being able to have your name, right? Right. I'm, I'm Alex Gringley, and I'm Corey Loven, right? But, like, that's kind of how I look like. That's, that's how I feel about bands and shit, you mm -hmm. know? It's just, like, if I was in a fucking band... I'm not gonna name myself Corey fucking Loven. I'm gonna, I'm. It's gonna be like Little Sausage Fingers. That was a, that was a heavy metal band. That was a heavy metal band that I was gonna start. I don't even play heavy metal, man. But I just, I made a logo. You just, you got that on backup. Little Sausage Fingers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't steal that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcasters. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But I, that, there's something about being able to just think about the name of something too. Sure, it's, it's more interesting than yeah. than, than just kind of like you know, Gringlin Loven. You know, if right. we ever do a shoot, hey, yeah, there you yeah, go. There but you go. if it was Gringlin Loven Design, sound like a fucking law firm. You know, it does. Well, you know, and that's like really 
Well, one, you brought up bands. It's pretty prominent in bands, like blank and the blanks. Like, people love their names, so they always want to include their name in there. Like, <laughs> sure. And, like, a lot of design and, like, design firms and, like, ad agencies. Like, here in Minneapolis, yeah, like, all man. these big ones, you know, it's like Olsen, Fallon, that's Cole true. McVoy. Yeah. Like, they're all named after people. Yeah, it's a great point. Because people love their name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, you know great like and maybe it's just a good indicator as as the artist too yeah i mean mean, originally i'm assuming that's kind of how it starts and then like because chuck when i was at csa chuck anderson csa design yeah charles s anderson right you know that's kind of nice that it goes like to csa is more of an acronym too but like yeah maybe that's kind of how a lot we should ask everyone well it's like it's also yeah it serves like i'm sure when those businesses were just starting up like it's like a nintendo seal of quality like it's like you go by your name and people recognize your name yeah associate your name with good work right yeah it's a really nerdy way to (laughs) let's maybe okay but let's bring it back to video games yeah yeah (laughs) Oh yeah, we can. Are you talking about right now? You mean? Well, we can. I like video games. I think, dude. When I okay, yeah. No, I. I wrote, what, what do you got? I wrote in your, that what, down. What I wrote do you that down. Your thing. It's just in case. Hey, this is a. You know, there's sketches of a. You know, uh, oh, Liberty nice, Bell. Yeah. There. They, oh, these are crusty, man. I was helping Art already. Sam Anderson. A buddy on the first episode uh-huh. of Tangents, right? And uh, yeah, I was trying to help him out with the logo thing because we were kind of working on that, and we're we were it was it was going good, man. It's going good. But anyways, anyways, right next to that page, I got a list of little bullet points. Yeah, but these aren't things to hit. This is just in case, like, because I in don't case know. We run out of things to talk about. Well, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, in case I'm just like sitting here, you know. I can't really see that happening, and that's kind of one of the charms, I think, of of the show, and, and, and the name, too, Tangents, is just being able to... Yeah, dip and dive go wherever. Into, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's more conversational like that, too. But anyways, I wrote down, yeah, I mean, you're obviously into graphic design, illustration, right? Mm-hmm. But there are huge themes that I see in your work, recurring imagery, uh, uh, recurring themes, at least in regards to pop culture, certainly. Yeah. Video games, films, things like that. But, you know, you're kind of, I think you're similar to me where we kind of, when were you born, man? 1985. Okay. The same year that Back to the Future came out. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> that's my reference point. <laughs> no, that's good, man. I was, I was 83. Oh, okay. So I'm 32 now, but you're okay. like 30. Yeah. Yes, Something yeah, like 30, 30, okay. 30 yeah, and man. a half. It was around that age when, like, you know, NES, original. Yeah. I, I don't, well, I didn't I get... even know when that came. I didn't think it came out in, like, mid to late 80s. Yeah, it did. It came out uh, late. I got mine, like, late. I got mine when I was, like, six. Yeah. So I'm, like, 91. I only... Dude, I only... The, I think the reason I got into the video games was my older brother, Ross Loven. If he didn't mm-hmm. buy the fucking systems... I'd be, yeah. I'd be playing with my abacus, you know, or whatever. Well, it was all, like, my my parents started that because they got me, like, a, a NES for, yeah. for Christmas. I'm like, I love that thing. I yeah. like, played it all the time. Well, what are some of the main, you know? Oh, oh like, main games yeah, that I played? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you get into when you were young? Oh, man. Well, I mean, Mario, but everyone gets into Mario. Totally. It's like such like a non-answer. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, man, like, it's a classic. Yeah, but I played a lot of it's like... standard for like, 2D like, side-scrollers. What was know? it? Like Mickey Mouse, like Castle of Illusion? Like, 
There were games like Mega Man 2. Like, I oh, remember... Oh, dude, I loved the... Yeah, yeah, the Mega Mans. I remember, like, there were, were games that me. I would rent obsessively. Like, yeah. from... Like, because I wouldn't buy them. Like, I didn't own many games. Right, right. But I would rent a ton of games. And there were some games like those that I would just rent over and over again. Because yeah, I dude. wouldn't finish it or I just really enjoyed it. And, yeah. Um, But, yeah, like, my parents... We're always, like, trying to expose me to movies and games and, you know, I think I think maybe uh, the amount of time that I spent playing games started to concern my mother yes. <laughs> as time went on. Of course. But I think that now, you know, that it's like I get some, like, video game related work and, you know, like, um, yeah. make a lot of stuff on video games. She feels better about it because it's resulted in something totally. other than me just, like, <laughs> failing out of college because I played too much WoW. You know, like, <clears throat> so, but, uh... Did but, that happen? No, 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 okay, okay. no, no. I, <laughs> I didn't think so. No. If, if I would have failed out from college or anything, I'd be playing too much Diablo 2. Because oh, that, that was... That, I mean, that Diablo game... Diablo 2 was huge for me. Yeah, yeah. I love the shit out of that game. Yeah. And and the original Diablo. I mean, mm-hmm. Metal Gear for me. I, I was yeah. just going to say something about Metal Gear... I remember, like, it was for the PS1. Yeah. And it wasn't the original. It was, like, Metal Gear Solid. Because yeah. the original was Metal Gear for NES, right? right. It was some shit like that. Yeah. And it was, like, a top view. I remember playing it a little bit when I was a kid. The top was, view one? The original? Yeah. yeah and I was yeah. like, I can't do... Like, little kid Alex could not understand the concept of stealth in a video game like do they have stealth in the first one i i I just remember it being i assumed it was just more of contra like top down version level no there is some stealth like in like avoiding confrontation okay but i i don't remember all the specifics of it but yeah yeah, like metal gear solid was like transformational for me just in the storyline. Yeah. Like like the, that. Yeah, so that was for the original PlayStation. Yeah. PS1, some people refer to it as nowadays. But, like, the original Metal Gear Solid, man. I remember going to buy that. I only had, like, $50. You know, I was, like, still in, like, <laughs> junior high or whatever. Right. Or high, yeah. I think it was high school probably at the time, maybe ninth grade. It came grade. out in 98. So was I, it? So, yeah, I was Oh, yeah. I, I would have been high school. 15, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I remember go walking to Target, dude. I used, like, confirmation <laughs> money. You know, or some shit like that from like church. Yeah, yeah. And I went and bought it. And then, and, and I paid like 50 bucks or whatever, man, you know. And, and then I like came back home and then I was like, showed all my friends and I was like, you guys, I got Metal Gear Solid, sell this game in, in Game Pro, you know, or some shit yeah. like that. And then, and then my mom saw it and then she was like, Corey, that was your confirmation money, you know. <laughs> and then I was like, sorry, mom, it's Metal Gear Solid, you know, like yeah. I had to do it, you know. And, and, uh, and that was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, it, yeah. it really was. Dude, it was just a fucking amazing game. Yeah, yeah. so, like, games for me and you, I think, they yeah. they're a huge part of our lives growing up, you know? Yeah, and, um, you know, and I think that I don't... Living... So, I grew up in Kentucky, right? Yeah. In Kentucky. Pretty mild, relatively mild seasons. And then, sure. like, moving up here... We're six months out of the year. Like, I don't want to go outside because right. it's, like, cold. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's Freeze. so And so, like, now, like, I don't know that I – I don't play more games than I ever have. But it's nice because it's, like, I feel like I have, like, more of an excuse to play games for six months of the year. Totally. Because it's an indoor activity. Yeah, <laughs> man. To go outside for. But, 
But yeah, Metal Gear, Metal Gear, my parents, I had pre-ordered it from KB Toys, like, oh, when yeah. I was a kid. And, like, and like I was, like, so excited the night before, yeah. like, it was going to come out and everything. So I could go to KB Toys and I could pick it up. And, like, my parents, <laughs> they called me. They're like, Alex, come out here. Like, I went out there. And they had Metal Gear Solid the night before they came out. And they said that KB Toys had called and said that it came in early and oh, that they could shit. come pick it up if they wanted to. Let's go and pick it up. That's pretty lax. Yeah. Most yeah. places are it's like, It's not like that now. Na- I don't no, think no, they would do like, that now. Wait in line. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But most people, like, <laughs> well, this most was... stores, they don't even exist. You yeah. can fucking order it on Amazon. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, this was Dude. in like rural Kentucky, too. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, where, like, that where blew in my Kentucky? Mind. Where are you from? Uh, Elizabethtown, Kentucky. So it's like central Kentucky, like 45 minutes All south right. of Louisville. Okay. Um, and yeah, born and raised in Kentucky. And why, when did you leave to go north to live in Minneapolis? It wasn't a direct route. So like yeah. I went, um, grew up in Kentucky, went to school in Kentucky at yeah. Murray State University, which yeah. uh, it's like 12,000 students. People know okay. it whenever the NCAA time rolls around. I think that's now. Big Is that now? The, yeah. Uh, I'm... I, there's I'm revealing with March my, Madness. Yes, I'm yes. Still probably going there is a on. March, yep. You know, with yep. basketball. I don't know right. much about basketball though. But like, edit yeah. this. Edit this part out. I'm a big <laughs> fan of March Madness and the basketball. So, um, <laughs> are you really? No, no, no. no, no, no okay, 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 okay. Um, so, but so, Murray State has a good basketball team, and they usually okay. get in at the beginnings of the tournament. So around yeah, this is the time of the year where I can say Murray State. And yeah. basketball fans will be like, oh, yeah, I know that school. <laughs> Any other time of the year, no one knows. Like, no <laughs> okay. one knows. Yeah, so, so I went I went to Murray, and at so I graduated in, like, December. So I had, like, yeah. a summer before my final thing. And I went out to Los Angeles and got an internship at a, uh, a design agency, Intralink, Intralink Film. Hmm. And they did movie posters and, like, Film yeah. advertising. So, um, Interlink kind of has a long history. Like, they made posters for Blade Runner and Apocalypse oh, Now and yeah, yeah. Blazing Saddles and E.T. Like, so, like, yeah, man. they've been around for a while. And um, I got an internship out there doing movie posters. I uh, was lucky enough to have a poster printed for Death Sentence, which was like a Kevin Bacon movie. I saw Death Sentence. Yeah. And I loved I, that movie. I, I, seen it oh dude <laughs> i've never seen it it's good I man poster and i mean i like it, it. You yeah should, you should watch it but yeah yeah. all right no um, i i it was like a it was like a revenge it was like, revenge and yeah. i hero and i really one of my favorite movies the crow okay yeah Brandon yeah Lee, he check puts it the out. shotgun he puts the rings in the shotgun oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. now we're talking that's one of my favorite movies but yeah. like yeah no and yeah. it, 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 it was very it reminded me of that this kind of anti-hero kind of yeah thing. but so <laughs> Don't worry about that. That was my stomach. Um, I, oh, shit. How embarrassing. Okay. I'm sorry, man. But wait. So, Interlink uh-huh. Studios, that was in, where, that was that in was, California? That was in California. That was in LA. LA. So, I did a summer internship out there. Yeah, spent, man. Uh, spent my, I, I believe, spent some of my savings just to afford, like, a, because uh, it was a non-paying internship. Oh, shit, I know dude. People, people get all up in arms about non-paying internships now, but, like... So I, I think any internship, as long as you're getting something out of it. My first internship, it was for credit for a class. Yeah, at I, CVA too. I'm you know, really, I wanted, I didn't get paid for it. I, I would hope nowadays that someone does get 
paid for it, but yeah, man. I'm kind of conflicted on it because I feel like what I ultimately got in experience was like worth far more than yeah. any like mon- money that I could have gleaned from it. But at the same time, I feel like I can't I can't be opposed to like design contests and spec work. Yeah. And also support unpaid internships because it's the same. It's like both of them are undervalu- undervaluing people's time sure. and professional skills. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little conflicted about it, but yeah, man. for me, it was okay. It, it was okay, but I'm also like a white male in the United States. So like, <laughs> I mean, I reckon like everything that I say comes from a position of privilege, you know. Sure, so, man. but so I did. I did that internship. Went back, finished school. Yeah. Called up L.A., called up Interlink, was like, hey, finish school. Like, can I like, can I get a job there? Yeah. And they're like, move out here and we'll talk about it. And I was oh, like, wow. fuck. <laughs> so moved out to L.A., got a job there yeah. as, like a, as, a, as a junior art director. And Dude. and it was, it was, no, my stomach's going yeah. too much coffee. <laughs> um, and so like for two years, I worked out there. <laughs> uh doing posters the only poster that i got printed while i was there was for angels and demons it was like saw a tom hanks one, movie man. hell yeah yeah and um, well, i didn't see the movie but i saw the poster that yeah that did. that was that poster uh, uh That's so that was like tom hanks had like a legal he could legally be on that poster like he had the oh. rights like and he saw the poster and liked it enough to say no it's okay you don't have to put my face on it. It can oh, just be the statue. So wow. like, and so like Tom Hanks, the only reason that I have like Jeez, <laughs> a poster man. printed. Yeah. No shit. So, um, but I did that for two years and like yeah. Megs who my wife, girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Um, she, uh, she and I didn't like LA. Like we, it's like, so she was, she moved out there. She too. moved out there with me. Yeah. Dude, and that, that's what I was going to say. How did you, I, that must be a culture shock to move from, from small town, Kentucky, yeah. small town, Kentucky to fucking Los Angeles. How, like, how, how did you grab with that? You know, it wasn't, I guess, I don't know. Like it was, it was, I wasn't as shocked by like the city as like, there was some weird stuff like going to the bat, going to a gas station be like, yeah. Go to use the bathroom and the door's locked. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, you have to get the key from the guy at the cash. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, why? <laughs> right, why would man. you do this? And they're like, oh, well, we have like you know like homeless people around, and they'll just like come and like yeah hang out. And it's like, oh, well, I never thought about that. Like, we don't have that in Kentucky, you know. Sure, man. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I like living in a city. Like, obviously, I'm living in Minneapolis. Yeah. Man. Um, but L.A. was, like, too much city for me. Like, it was just... Yeah. It was so... Like, the sprawl was just right. absurd. Like, yeah, there man. were... You, two... need a, you need a car. Did you have a car yeah. when you were out there? Yeah, I had a car. I mean, otherwise, how could you... Uh, yeah. I mean, you we have a car metro. now. We just have one car. We share a car, my yeah. wife and I. Um, yeah, man. But, uh, but, yeah, like, you had to have a car. Everything's concrete. Yeah. There's a ton of people. Too many people. It yeah. takes, like... I was only like eight miles from work, but it like took an hour to drive there every day. Oh and like, it, yeah, and there's like a, a mountain range in between me and work because I lived in North Hollywood and worked in West Hollywood. So I couldn't like bike there, you know, sure, like, man, their wow. city infrastructure is not set up for cyclists in that part of LA or yeah. it wasn't when I was there. Yeah. But anyway, so all of those reasons were why we ended up moving and 
We had some friends that had moved up to Minneapolis. Yeah. And, like, we came and visited, and we were like, this city's great. We should just move here. Okay. And so then six months later, we moved here. Who and, are your friends that were here? Uh, Phil Jones. He's a designer like and illustrator. I recognize here. He, that name. Yeah, yeah, Him and yeah. His, uh, his wife, Alexis. Okay. Had moved up here from North Carolina. And, and then you just visited here. Yeah, we visited over a weekend. Was it in, what season was it? It was it was spring. It was late spring, okay. I believe. All right. Yeah. Okay. So it was like the perfect so kind of the perfect time. Yeah. Refreshing. There, but we knew that it got yeah. cold and awful. Right. Like, right. Right. But it's we like the city enough to kind of put up with, and that's the great thing about Minneapolis. And like, yeah. In California, the weather's nice all the time, so yeah. there's nothing to weed people out. People just go, and they're like, "Well, okay, I'll stay here." Right. Like, there's no, you know, there's no hardships. Whereas like. Here, you have to love the city enough to put up with six months of shit, like, so, every well, year. Yeah, yeah man. And so if you're not willing to put up with that, then you leave. Yeah. And, like, more and more, I feel like that whittles down the population Yeah. to a group that cares about the city that they live in and, like, loves the city that they live in. Yeah, And man. I think that that's nice. This, yeah, Minneapolis and St. Paul, it's, it's just, like, affordable, too. Yeah, it this is. is like a, this could be a PSA announcement. This could be an ad for the city. We should stop talking. Tu- Minneapolis is terrorism. Tourism. No, don't it. don't Get come it. here. Don't come yeah, here. Yeah, it's yeah. really bad, <laughs> and you definitely don't want to live here. Nice, you know. We have like a nice like three hundred thousand, you know, person population. Like it's like a manageable size. Right. Let's man. keep it at that. Let's, like we don't need. Um, but uh, but yeah, we we moved up here. Yeah. And so that's how we got up here the first time this okay. was a really long answer but um <laughs> i don't even remember the question the, no no the, i think the question was how did i end up in minneapolis oh, yeah, man. from kentucky and right so uh so yeah so we moved up here uh lived up here for two years i did freelance work at yeah. ad agencies and stuff yeah and then google came knocking and, oh, yeah, and right. said that they were forming a new team that was going to help revitalize their visual language and you know kind yeah. of look at everything that, like like frankly like the mess that they'd made over the past like 10 years like really? with drop shadows and gloss and inconsistencies <laughs> and you know all of this stuff because yeah really. I mean, they're just making it up as they go like anyone else you know sure and i think that this was in like 2011 and yeah. so like Silicon Valley was starting to finally think about design a little bit more. Sure. And so, any, so long story short, we moved out there. Yeah. Worked there for two years. Left Google to work at a little startup. Got laid off after two months, <laughs> which was fun. And oh, um, and from there, it was like, well, we can keep. I got laid off like two weeks before our wedding. <laughs> was that still in San Francisco area? That, yeah, that was. We were living in Sunnyvale, so it was like south of San okay. Francisco. Yeah, and, um, yeah, it was like a seven mile bike ride to work, which was really oh, wow. nice. Like, yeah, man, and um, not separated by a mountain. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, yeah. Well, we there were there were mountains. Yeah, but there was no mountain between me and Google this time, so like, that was nice. Yeah, um, man, and. Uh, Yes. It's like a metaphor I never, for life. I never really thought of it. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. And, uh, and uh, so then after I got laid off, it was like, well, do we want to stay in California? Like, yeah. 
we always we always went to California knowing that we would come back to Minneapolis. Really? So yeah, because we loved it. Like we didn't yeah, want to leave it the first time. So wow. And uh, yeah, and then and so after that, I was like, well, I can freelance from anywhere. So For let's sure. just move back. And, yeah, man. And we've been here two and a half years. So that's how I got here. <laughs> That's great, man. <laughs> We've zigzagged all over the United States. That's nuts, dude. Yeah. What are some of your favorite projects? Uh, I mean, from like your time at the Intralink. At Intralink, and yeah. And then also, I, well, in particular, like with Google. Because mm-hmm. there are a few projects that you worked on. You have a bunch on your site and stuff. Uh, wh- yeah. What did you like about Google? Um, I liked... <sighs> Boy... What did I like about Google? There's plenty of there's plenty to like. So yeah, man. I think it's just it's a big question. It's a big question, Corey. So yeah, I hard hitting questions. <laughs> That's what we do on this show, um, Alex. <laughs> I liked working in a small team. We had a six person team that I really liked. Like that was my favorite part was yeah. working with those those guys and gals. And um, and I liked. That we were in a position, it was like, it was a tough gig because we got brought in, you know, to like revitalize stuff and then realized once we got there that we didn't really have any political cachet within the organization. So we kind of had to like elbow and punch and fight and bite our way you know, through it to like get this stuff approved and, you know, it's like by you know, just pure will, <laughs> like, sure. do we get this stuff through? And so it was a great learning experience because of that. Yeah. And I was always really happy with the work that we made that like after two years, we had like a 98 page document that was, this is how you make a UI icon. This is how yeah. type you know, aligns with the Google logo. This is what the illustrations look like. This is the color palette. This is what product icons look like. And and all of it. Yeah. Like it was, and you know, it just went down to like the most granular shit, but, and like, and I think that a lot of times like that kind of stuff and style guides are like really masturbatory just for designers. Like designers just get off on that sort of stuff. Sure. But in Google, like, you know, I, like, hear people argue that style guides are, like, outdated, that you shouldn't really? shouldn't make a style guide because things should be able to live and breathe and, like, kind of develop sure. with time. And I totally agree with that. Yeah. But I think the, the thing at Google is, like, you're in a company that has been ruled by engineers for 10 years. Yeah, and like, And... Like, I think a lot of people, like, bitch about, like, clients and engineers and blah, blah, blah. And it's, like... Right. Because there, I think there's this, like, kind of poisonous thing in our industry where we refer to ourselves as creatives, mm. implying that other people aren't. Mm. And, like, an engineer is just as creative as yeah. a designer, oh, yeah. just in a different way. Totally. And so, like, I feel like by calling ourselves creatives, we're robbing other people, like... Yeah. Or, you know, it just seems condescending, I think. And Sure. But but anyway, engineers have like a specific way of thinking and like everything should be rationalized, you know, and like sure. and so because of that, I think a style guide was like essential because it had it showed okay. that there was a lot of rational thinking 
behind all of these visuals. Like, yeah. we didn't just make it that color because we liked that color. Like, we made it that color because that color reproduces well in prints and web, you know, and all of this. And Yeah, man. Um, so, I, you know, I, I was really proud of that style guide that we made like, yeah. when I was there. And getting to make posters for, you know, visiting totally. speakers and stuff. Like, that was a fun thing because yeah. we got, like, a little uh, budget so that we could get them silk screens and, like... Okay. Put them up and like that was nice because that got a lot of Google excited about design. Like yeah. because there's there's a difference between looking at something on a screen and like having like a nice tangible object poster. Yeah. yeah, yeah and so man. it's like so we would make when these artists came or you know, like Stephen Colbert or like the cast of Parks and Rec and like sure. you would have like Fifty silkscreen posters, and those are only oh, yeah. available at the event. Yeah, and after that, you can't get them anymore. Right, and so like that made them like really special. Yeah, and people liked those and cherished those, and so it was like kind of like a weird like guerrilla warfare tactic to like get people to care about good design sure. within Google. And Man. yeah, yeah, and so I was always proud of those. Um, but yeah, and. Yeah, and after Google, you know, freelancing, yeah. it's like oh, it's all been like word of mouth, like yeah, which has been very fortunate. <laughs> I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop and, <laughs> and the work mean? to just go away. Oh, really? Yeah. Well. Yeah, man. I mean, it's been nice because it's been word of mouth, you know. But totally. It, you know, it's also like I'm not. I, I never feel like I'm putting myself out there enough. Like, sure. You know. And drumming up enthusiasm the way that I should. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but. Well, as long as people are still emailing, you know, and contacting yeah. you, that's rad, man. Yeah. And, that's, uh, the, the, that's the tough thing about freelance, though, and is is just like, yeah, highs and lows to that shit, you know? Right. That's what, what I always say. Yeah, it's always feast or famine. Yeah, man. And I, I think, too, like, you know, kind of bring it full circle to the stream like mm -hmm. a lot of people ask me like freelance questions on there and like really oh, yeah like, so they can just type it's like a chat yeah they chat chat with windows me while i'm streaming okay and so people ask me questions and i'll answer them on stream and stuff yeah and, um people ask about freelance and i was talking with my wife and i was like you know people always want to know about the work and stuff like this but like yeah the work is the easy part of freelance. The hard part huh. is getting the work, writing proposals, oh, yeah. pricing the work, um, dealing with emails, yeah, invoicing man. people timely. Like it's, totally. it's all of that yeah. that's hard about freelance. And yeah. so you kind of got to do all that admin shit, right. you know? And it's like, yeah, that's what I tell, that's what I try and tell people too, is that it's like the design portion is is like uh <laughs> it's 20 percent of the project everything yeah. else is like contracts and emails and invoices and meetings yeah. and phone calls and all that you know tons of shit it's like know? an iceberg like it's like yeah the tip is the work and yeah. that's the part everyone sees and then underneath it's just totally so much stuff yeah man but it's good to experience that and oh totally kind of go through it you know yeah and yeah. i and i would never have been able to do that the way that I do now had I not like worked at Google. Really? Like, yeah. Cause we were essentially, I mean, we were an in-house team right? and 
we essentially handled work like freelancers. So people okay. would email us about projects and yeah, man. You know, we would someone would be assigned to the project and we would work on them with that. So sure, that taught me a lot about freelancing. That's even crazy. though I wasn't freelancing. Yeah, man. Yeah. All but, right. Yeah. How did you get in? What what woodlands? There's a few projects sure. on your site. And they're kind of like wood engraved or laser etched. How do they? What? What? what so tell me about Woodlands. So Woodlands was uh, this guy Vince. Vince who uh, owns Neutral Ground Shop, which is like a yeah a small woodworking shop in uh, Louisiana. Oh. Um, and uh, in New Orleans specifically. Yeah. And um, Vince had this shop, and he had this idea where he wanted uh, physical manifestations of video game maps. Or yeah. environments, you know, that, like, we spent a lot of time in as a kid. You sure. Know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, the the first one that he wanted to make was uh, uh, Hyrule from Zelda. Yeah. And uh, we ultimately ended up basing our map of Hyrule on Ocarina of Time's Hyrule. Okay. Um, and, uh, but, yeah, so it was, and he was looking for illustrators to partner with. Yeah. And... Um, so I took him up on it and, yeah. uh, we kind of developed a style together and it was, it was interesting because it's like when you're making stuff for screens, there are no real limits in what you can do because a screen can reproduce anything, you know, like sure. you know, when you work in silk screen, there are limits because you have to print one color at a time, you know, right. and like. And it has to, like, transfer well to a screen on the paper. And the same thing is with these lasers that he uses to... So he ultimately engraves my illustration onto a sheet of wood. Crazy. And and so, like, part of the process was, like, figuring out what illustrative style would transfer well to lasers. And, like, ultimately what he came up with is, like, a... You know, linear style with a lot of half tones and things dots like and that. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, man, they turned out great. Okay, Thanks. but but it's like it's laser etched into the wood. Yeah, yeah. He puts it in a bed, and this laser goes over it. That's and like crazy. Sometimes man. lately, he's been live streaming the laser, so he like puts oh, wow. up a little camera. And Does like, he dye anything at all, or you just get the darker wood from the laser you, burning it? You just get the darker wood. Oh, and man. what he started to do is. Um, as we went through these, he would uh, he would laser it onto there, and it would leave like little scorch marks yeah. like around it, so the lines weren't as fine as they could be. Sure. And he figured out that if he sanded it after he lasered it, oh, that it got rid of all those scorch marks. So then you just Weird. left with these really crisp yeah lines that you know had been burned down into the wood. That's great. And uh and yeah, so I mean we started with that one yeah. and um then we did uh Super Mario World's Dinosaur Land. Yeah. Super Mario World does not take place in the Mushroom Kingdom. So it was like <laughs> but like it's tough because Mushroom Kingdom is like what everyone knows from Mario, you know? And sure. so it was like we made the map and I was like, well, we can't call it Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. I guess we just got to go with Dinosaur Land because that's what it is, you know? And, sure. <laughs> um, so we made Dinosaur Land 
And then, you know, we, we already touched on this, but, like, I'm a huge fan of Diablo. Like, yeah, yeah, man. And so then I made Diablo's Tristram, which is, like, the town that yeah. the first game takes place in. Remember that, with the cows? Yeah. And the church? Yeah, yeah with the fabled... Wait, that was Diablo 1, right? That was Diablo 1. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there was the fabled cow level that was, like... <laughs> yeah, like, right. people, like, photoshopped a portal, like, by the cows and, yeah. like... And I always love those kind of like little bits of mythos from, you know, games like, yeah. you know, like a much more lewd version is like the Tomb Raider nude code oh, that yeah. everyone like, yeah. ooh, I got a friend who has a friend who says, you know, <laughs> but like no one actually saw it. They yeah. just had friends, you know. Um, and uh, so, but yeah, so, and then I did Diablo because I like love that game and like, and then I was, I was like making that one was when we released it the yeah. first person to buy it was Max Schaefer who is like one of the original designers on the game really and that fucking blew my mind like That's that was crazy, like man. so exciting for me like it was it was like all right well this is this project was worth it like even yeah, if like man. no one else buys one <laughs> like this dude bought one and that validates all the time i spent That's um, crazy man and uh and yeah, so we like made these, you know, they're like 18 by 14, roughly, in sure. maps. And uh, we kind of heard, you know, it's like, because I mean, they're, a lot of time goes into the illustration. And yeah, then yeah, they're really detailed. <laughs> obsessively. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and they get more and more detailed with everyone, because I just, How long I does become it more comfortable. You? Every project is there for everyone's different i would yeah. say that those maps take anywhere from like 80 to 100 hours oh, yeah. so at least a couple weeks of work like oh yeah and um and uh yeah but uh, you know i mean they're they're nice big things and so like yeah. with that comes like a 150 dollar price tag and so it's like sure you know and at any size this applies to posters too People only have so much space on their walls, you know, sure. like, and yeah. so, uh, and so Vince and I talked about doing smaller ones, which we've, we just started doing, yeah. uh, woodland minis and they're like five by seven and, yeah, yeah, right. you know, with that, we only have to charge $40 for them. So it's sure. like, they're much more accessible, which, yeah. you know, I, I'm always, you know, this is the designer versus artist thing. I'm always like sure. at odds with like. One, I want to make money. I want to make a living, yeah. like to like support myself. Of course, but that's really all I want to do. Like I have, I'm a bad capitalist. I'm not interested in acquiring huge sums of wealth. Yeah, I would man. rather people that like the stuff that I make be able to afford the stuff that I make. You totally. know, and so it's like whenever I can, I try to make stuff affordable. And so like it was really important to me that we have like a. a a more accessible version of those maps. Yeah, um, totally. And, uh, yeah, because, you know, even $40, it's a lot of money. Yeah. Like, you know. And... Totally, but at least it can be more accessible. I think that's one of the main reasons why I love gig posters and, like, art prints. Is right. it's, like, it's not only the aesthetic I love, but it, like, and screen printing in general. But it's just affordable art, you know? Yeah, totally. Even, even get shit from, like, uh... Dana Michael at Aesthetic Apparatus and other, other like, d design shops and shit. And sometimes they'll pay, like, 35, 30, you know, $25, $35 for, like, an unlimited edition print, you know? Right. 
and and that, that that's one of the main reasons why I love him too. You know? Yeah, it's just a now, portable art. And I think like uh, I don't know that design schools still like this, but I'm sure like for you and I, yeah, like we were trained in the ways of print. Like sure, like yeah, I learned some web stuff. Like yeah. websites were still made with tables at the time, so like we learned tables, <laughs> which really. is like not at all applicable to now. Like <laughs> and. You know, for a long time, I like tried to learn that stuff, and yeah. then I just accepted that like I don't, I don't like th- like I don't like coding, like yeah. I don't like this stuff. Like right. it's not to say like I have like a, a a rudimentary understanding of like CSS and HTML, and like sure. I can stupid my way through things. Right. Like, <laughs> and, but but now I just hire someone. I'm like here. I yeah, I designed it. I did the part that I like to do. Right. Focus I'll let you on, do the part that you yeah. like to do. Yeah, and man. Focus on what you're good at. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's just, uh, you know, I, I, I like having a range of styles, mm-hmm. but a range of skill sets, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. If that can be misconstrued to be like, oh, I'm happy doing one thing, which I'm not, but you know. Right. Uh yeah, and just, you know, some things you like to do, some things you don't. Coding, I do totally. not enjoy doing. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, same. But yeah, that going back to prints and posters and mm-hmm. shit, that's why I like just creating the content itself yeah. to, and then giving it to a screen printer or yeah. a letterpress printer or whatever it's because so they're because because the, there's other people that do screen printing way better than i fucking ever care to <laughs> yeah you know? same I, but i've done it in the past you know me, yeah me and everybody sam anderson have in the past and like sam's good at printing but like i just rather focus on what i'm more interested in you know i do like i would like like we have an area in our basement over here that's like unfinished and like yeah. i would like to turn that into a you know a, a simple like i just want a place to blast out screens yeah and you know i can i can you can build like an exposure unit you know for which sure. is fluorescent lights and stuff so oh, yeah man. i do have aspirations of having like a small silkscreen studio yeah here but that's that's like way down the road i have sure, more man. important things right now but yeah, i man. do love printing like you know i my whole like senior show in school was uh, I don't know that they were anti-war posters. Oh, really? It, yeah, they were uh like informational posters with yeah. a hell of a lot of bias. Oh, <laughs> but, okay. Uh, because we had to do like I got a BFA and like we had to do a senior show, like a solo right. show in a gallery. So yeah, man, I made like twenty posters that were all about twenty. Twenty separate posters, or they were the same. Twenty, 20 separate posters and. My dumbass additioned every one in the like an edition of twenty. Oh god! So I printed a shit ton of posters. Do the math. Yeah, that's a lot of. It seems like a oh. lot. And no one bought them. Why? No one wants anti-war posters on their wall. <laughs> Why well, would if they look cool? I mean, if, if you like them enough, they're you made know? by a college kid. So you yeah. know they're. I've been seeing them on your site. You, you you just don't have them on there. No, older. I just don't have them on. That's I, the thing with yeah. You know when you're still in school. Yeah, and and you're like us, where we're several years out of undergrad and shit. Yeah, it, I don't think there's any project on my site that used to, you know, that I, that I did in school, even my right. senior thesis projects. You know? Yeah, 
because when I went to CVA, College of Visual Arts, mm-hmm. we had the same thing. Rest it was kind of structured R&P, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We had a 40 yard port on the ground. You know, you know. You know. All right, all right. Yeah. Uh, I lost my train of thought there. Uh, oh, but we had a similar yeah, yeah. structure where there was like a studio project, the, the studio thesis work. Mm-hmm. And we had to write a paper and shit. But yeah, See, we I had... didn't have to write a paper. Oh, man. Wow. I... I had to write a lot of art yeah. history papers. Yeah. So it was like that. Yeah. But then we had a studio like work. Yeah. Gallery show. Mm-hmm. You know, it was good. Like, I'm glad. Man. I, I was very fortunate in that my silk screen, my printmaking teacher and my design teacher were married. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So it's a good marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Bryant and Nicole Hand. And they, Shit. um, and so. Jim was okay with me doing stuff in Nicole's printmaking class, like for my design work. And yeah. so it's like, because of that, I mean, it's like design and silkscreen or right. like bread and butter. Yeah, like. man. And, um, so, so yeah, so I was really fortunate and, you know, it's like, and I did a lot of like sculpture and painting and yeah. woodworking and all sorts of things in college. Um, and I think that kind of all of that has influenced my work. Totally. In some way or another. Man. What is my cat doing? Sorry. No, we get <laughs> it's good. We got Rocco. Rocco yeah. and Batman. Oh, we, yeah, Was we got Batman. Yeah, my cat's Rocco and Batman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rocco after Rocco's modern life and Batman, you know, because hey, of after Batman. Batman. After Batman. Although he's the worst Batman because he's not very smart. He's like getting <laughs> larger and larger. Um, I and he's just generally useless. Like he is, he's a bad he's Batman. Good, man. But ah. we love him. Did you see the new movie? No, Did you see I the haven't. Batman I've versus heard, Superman. I've heard a lot of bad things. But yeah, so see, I, I never, seen it yet. I never know because people say bad things about every Zack Snyder movie. Yeah. And I like Zack Snyder. What else movies. did he? What other shit did he do? He uh, he Watchmen. Like the, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the original Dawn of the Dead. Or not the original. The remake of Dawn of the Dead. Oh, yeah. Like, that one was a good reboot. Yeah. That was a great um, reboot of, uh, of of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. And, uh, I like that But one. then he did, like, Sucker Punch, which people hated. See, I really enjoyed Sucker Me Punch. Me too! Yeah, Me man. Too. We're like... Oh, there were great. like a dozen of us, I think. Oh, dude, it was great, man. <laughs> like, Strong, kick-ass girls, like yeah. killing shit. Meg, dude, Megs was, and I, dude, it was awesome. Megs and I watched it expecting to hate it because yeah. we heard so much stuff, and like we were like, "I'm actually kind of into this. This no, is man. really weird." I think you have to think of that movie as like the the best live action interpretation of anime that you've ever seen. Like it, totally, because it's just fucking bonkers over the top yeah, yeah man no but, yeah you got to go into it like just not expecting my or, or just go into it to just have fun you know yeah. and uh so yeah but people don't like his movies all the yeah. time so i never yeah. know whether it's actually a bad movie yeah or whether it's just people responding negatively to his work you know <laughs> which i happen to enjoy yeah man so like this is the position i'm in is that i'm forever stuck defending Zack Snyder movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, man. Well, where do you see yourself going now, man? You're doing the stream and stuff. Doing the still streams. doing the pixel art. Still do. You're you're, you're yeah. exploring different aesthetics and stuff too, though. Yeah, different grains, different mm-hmm. grit. You know. Yeah. It, I, it's fun to see like a designer and artist like uh, progress over the years. Because because I, I could see that in a lot of your work too. Yeah. From the, from 
the early, you know, film posters. Mm-hmm. To like different illustration prints and posters, aesthetics and stuff. To like getting into the pixel art stuff and you know, yeah, like animation I, is certainly you're really good at that. That certainly seems like a theme I, that you're I think doing I'm too. Competent in that. Oh, dude, <laughs> uh, it's good, man. Thank, thank you. Yeah, I, I'll, that's, I'll take the compliment. Thank yeah, you. There you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm always curious about other things. Like I don't yeah. like. Once I can do something easily enough, like, it stops being as interesting to me. Like, and it's just harder for me to work on. Like, once I feel like I have a really good grasp, which is unfortunate because I get a really good grasp on something. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, what's next? Like, sure. what? I got this. Like, um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I always try to keep moving and trying to figure out what's next, what's next. And yeah. so, you know, now, you know, I... I have a lot of projects. Really? Yeah, that I can't talk about. Oh, yeah, I know. But, like, things that I'm working towards, like, I want to start working more in products. Like, yeah. um, cre- you know, again, creating tangible right. products, but try to create things that are useful, that people use, yeah. versus, you know, something that hangs on a wall, which is great. Right, I, right. I love that stuff, but, like, me personally, like I'm, I'm. I just want to figure out stuff that I can make that people can play with. Right. I think that's fun. Yeah, um, man. And uh, yeah, so you know, that's I don't great. know. It's like I went from from. <laughs> what my stomach is going insane. Yeah, it was my stomach. Um, <laughs> sometimes you're not sure, like, because it like won't vibrate, and you're like, was that my? I didn't feel my stomach, but. Yeah. Just ignore it. Just ignore it. That was definitely like my farting stomach. And then just being like, that wasn't. I don't know what that was. It wasn't uh, me. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Wait, where were we going? Well, I was talking about like where I'm going. Yeah, and I don't. You know, I don't know. Like I, yeah. I never could have predicted when I was making movie posters that I would go to making iconography for Google. You right. know, or. Um, yeah, that that's uh, that's also what I was gonna say because there's like. You do a lot of illustration and design stuff, but you you've done a shit ton of icons yeah. for Google and, and and Google Play and just a bunch of different like companies and clients. Even though that's the only one I can think of, you know what? What <laughs> other ones? There have been more though. Yeah, I but mean, you've done a lot of like icon sets, w- yeah, which I think you really excel at too. Yeah, know? and that's and that's more on the design side. Yes, of. but of, but of course, design and illustration. Design and illustration podcast, but like you know, <laughs> yeah. they're they're so like hand in hand. Yeah, and uh, I feel a lot like uh, Andy. Uh, I'm blanking on his last name. Creative Pep Talk podcast. Oh, Andy, Andy J. Miller, dude. Yeah, Andy J. Miller. Oh, yeah, dude. He had it's a, a great tweet show. a few months ago that was like, "All of my designer friends think I'm an illustrator, and oh, yeah. all of my illustrator friends think I'm a designer." Sure, and, like, man. That's how I feel like through and through, and so yeah, um, and. And I think it's because it's really hard for me to, like, put a wall up between those two things. Yeah, man. But, yeah, like, uh, it's the icons are certainly more the functional side of things where it's, like, when you're making stuff at 16 pixels, like, there's not a whole lot of room for flair and flavor. Gotta be simplified. Hell yeah. Yeah, and I really like that challenge of, like... Yeah. Yeah, of, of... I don't know. Like I did a bunch of icons for um, 
Google Fitness. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. And it was like an icon for biathlon. Okay. How do you make a guy skiing with a gun on his back? Oh, like, because that's like the thing that where they... Biathlon? I, I think. Be, yeah, yeah. I don't know, someone, someone, if that's wrong, someone Ooh. is like tearing their hair out right now. But that's <laughs> where like, they like, they like ski around. Yeah. And then they get the gun and they shoot targets and then they ski and they shoot targets. Crazy that that's and, a... I've never even seen that that's before. A, I, that's a thing. That's a thing though. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. a thing. And so, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But how do you show that in an icon? In 16 pixels. Right, man. And so I like those challenges. Yeah, Um, yeah. But it's also, like, very dry, you know, which is why I think I like doing a lot of illustration stuff because it's, like, dry icons, illustrations with no limitations, basically. Sure, You know, and so... Yeah, uh, that's what I was going to say. It seems like there are more limitations. Oh, yeah. In guidelines with, like some design projects there's certainly in regards to like trying to have an icon set work together as a set and trying to have it be able to be reducible yeah at a small scale uh, you know and shit and, like that compared I, to illustration projects yeah. but even those it's good to have you know the designers always say it's good to have limitations mm-hmm. and because if some if if you could just be like Go up to Alex and be like, well, you can do anything, Alex. Yeah. You know? And then you're like, what do you mean? Yeah. What am yeah. I going to fucking do? You know, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Whereas, like, then then sometimes I need to set limitations on myself and just be like, all right, this is a editorial illustration or a design. It's going to live online or in print or it needs to be this certain size. You right. know, it needs to be like just one or two, one or two colors and shit like that or, or whatever. Right. You know? Well, it's. It's tricky without limitations, like, as it pertains to, like, a client. Because, like, if a client comes to yeah. you and is like, do whatever you want. And it's like, well, how do you provide feedback to me as a client Sure. if I'm doing what I want? Because yeah. then it's like, y- you need to have a clear vision of what you want at the end of this thing. For sure. So that I can have, so that we can have something to work toward, you know? And yeah, it's like, man. if you don't know what you want how the hell am I supposed to know what you want? You know? <laughs> right. And, and like, I, I, you know, I just, I always, I always like to think of projects as we's like, it's never like yeah. I'm working for Google. It's like, we're working, working together. together. Like, yeah, and totally. like, I feel like that is like a much more healthy way to look at the designer client relationship. Yeah. And, you know, I think school teaches people to be afraid of clients, you know? Sure. And like, you have your precious idea of what you want to do as a designer. And the client's going to come and they're going to take yeah. it away and they're going to kill it and they're going to tell you to do what they want you to do, you know? Totally. And, and I just feel like that's like a really, that's why things like design or clients from hell exist yeah. is because like people are taught to be afraid of clients totally. instead of it being like a partnership. And, yeah. No, uh, exactly. It is a partnership. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah, I like that approach of being able to be like working together and being like, yeah, let's let's figure it out. How can right. we help each other out? You know? Right. Because they because like, they know the client knows way more about their company than, totally. I, than we ever will as a designers. Right. And the designer and us knows more about design than they will. So there's there's trust, I think, that needs to be involved in both sides. Yeah. You know, it's all about mutual trust. And yeah. Uh, and, you know, recognizing that, you know, just respecting their perspective when they give feedback totally. and not going, well, that's going to ruin everything. Yeah. It's it, no, it's not. Yeah. It's your job to figure out a new thing. Totally. Like, and yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's uh, good, Design. Man. It's okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Still doing it. <laughs> Still kicking. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. Well, we good here? <laughs> you told me to say that. Alex told me to say that. I I'm did, stealing I, Mark Maron's. I, I, I think did. Mark Maron said. I think, we we're, good here? I, I think we're good here. I think we're it? good here, Corey. Yeah, right, from Raygun52 to now. I think we're good. Thanks, man. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah, thank you. That was great, man. How'd you guys feel about that one? Huh? Do you feel invigorated? Uh, do you feel like you just drank a cup of cup of nice hot coffee? Yeah, that, that's what I thought. Me too, man. I love that. Love that dude. Love that Alex Greenlean. Man, visit his website. It's a uh, yeah, yeah. URL here. Get ready. Write this down. You got a pen? You got a pen? You, you, go go get a pen, man. Uh, here's the. This is Alex Gringlein. His his last name G R I E N D L I N G. Alex Gringlein. I think I'm saying it right. If I'm not Alex, I'm sorry, man. I, I I hope I'm pronouncing your last name right, man. Anyways, Alex Gringlein. His website though is alexlikesdesign.com. Uh, I'll, again, I'll have that shit in the show notes. So you can just click it, man. Man, thanks, Alex, for being on. I uh, love your shit, and you know, it was great chatting, good, good chatting with that dude, love that guy, uh, you guys, Tangents, man, you can stream this shit on SoundCloud, and you can subscribe on iTunes through the podcast app, uh, just search for Tangents, one word, and it'll be the first one that comes up, man, uh, theme music, again, our old buddy, Yusuke Satsumi, from the freemusicarchive.org, man, thanks, Thanks for that uh, sentimental music you got there, Yasuki. Some killer shit, man. And our interlude music, our buddy Nick Sedan and my and my buddy as well, man. Everyone's friend, Sheridan Fox. Yeah, uh, that's SheridanFox.bandcamp.com. Uh, again, links in the show notes uh, to all those guys, man. Uh, they have great music. They're talented folks. And, you know, I encourage you to go and check them out, man. Uh, guys, th- thanks for hanging out, man. I don't I don't take your time for granted. Uh, and, I, and I love hanging out with you, you know. We'll, uh, we'll see you down the road. <laughs>